0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media.
1: You're like, I haven't haven't done this in a while and I'm like, this was the first one.
2: Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks for being here. Thanks for checking out the episode, the series. I uh, do hope you hit that subscribe button, actually, so you can keep up with well, all the interviews that I put out. Uh, three brand new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover some new ones. At iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with, and that's me, Kyle Meredith, today, my guest, Nana from the band of monsters and men she has got her i guess you'd call it her debut solo album how to start a garden so we're going to be talking about uh, about the record she's going to tell us about working with uh, the nationals aaron desner uh, being inspired by old godzilla movies and also uh, being a hermit kid who uh, who loved poetry we're also going to hear about uh, releasing a song for the first time in her native icelandic language and breaking into a national park to shoot the album cover on a glacier. It's a fun story. All that and more. We're talking How to Start a Garden. It's Kyle Meredith with Nana. Oh, hi. It's a pleasure to have you on here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah,
2: so what, what have we got going here? You're, you're stepping outside of the bands, outside of, of mantras of Men, with this, uh, with this solo record, which, by the way, let me give you the compliment. It is such a beautiful and brilliant album.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm well, yeah, I don't know, like, I, I just had an urge to um, do this record this way. And, you know, I've been writing with my band for such a long time. And, um, and, yeah, I just had like this, urge. I, I felt like this one had to be, you know, in my own own specific way
2: (laughs) now was that because of the songs it's like as you were writing did did you hear it a different way than usual
1: yeah I mean you know every time the band comes together and we're writing writing songs and everyone is bringing their own little puzzle piece um there's always a moment where like there's a song that just doesn't fit and in the past that's just kind of been put to the side, and and um but right now i went in with the focus of doing this this record this way and then you know continuing doing stuff with the band too it's just like it's just nice to have a different creative output you know
2: i guess it's interesting the way it's built too because you know in the press release at least you know it's Uh, like like, this is your debut solo album, but, but there was songbird back in the day. Is, is there a difference between the two of why you sort of might look at it? Like this is the, this might be the first thing. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, I like it. You did like your research. (laughs) (laughs) That's like really deep.
2: (laughs) Gotta know what Um, we're talking about. You know?
1: Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Because, um, when I started out, um, here in iceland i did have like a solo project um and and i was in multiple bands and i was always experimenting and playing and trying to find people who wanted to just play music with me <laughs> and and then yeah i had this 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 solo thing going on but i never made the records and and the band my band of monsters and man kind of grew from my solo project that's it it started where i was just you know recruiting these guys and and then we just clicked and we started to make music together so we felt like we should move on as a band and i kind of so yeah like this solo project has always been a part of me um so it's it's a new thing but it's also just something that i'm kind of revisiting i guess
2: yeah it almost actually sounds really fluid the way it's worked you know yeah time
1: It, it really like doing this record wasn't a thing where i was like um it was very natural, you know, and it was it wasn't like this big decision. It just really happened very naturally. Um, and it just felt really right for me right now.
2: Well, you know, I, I was going to ask, you know, one of those one of those typical interview questions like, uh, you know, was there a sense of finding your musical identity? But but I, I sort of wonder if if you even approach it in that same way because of the way it sort of worked like this.
1: Right. Mm. yeah i don't know like you know because when i started writing for this record it was you know right in the pandemic like you know how how so many people kind of enter this quiet space and start to create something and um like finding my sound in this i don't know i don't know if that's yeah, i just think it was something that kind of came came naturally with time there was a lot of time in this record it was just i i really took my time and i and it was a big secret like i didn't tell anybody i didn't tell my friends i didn't tell anybody like you know i told a few of the guys in the band like hey you know and like let them hear the stuff that i was working on but it was a big secret and i liked to have it that way because i felt like i could be the most creative in that space, where I, you know, ultimately could be like, never mind, you know, it's like just take the pressure off, and it's nice.
2: I think that goes a long way to say. Then, I mean, even if you weren't searching for your own solo musical identity, it, there is a cohesive sound that does happen on here. I mean, you know, it is a you use the word yourself, it is a quieter record in a lot of senses and, and lyrically it's very expansive, but the sounds of it seems to like, once you got rolling, did you, did, did you just find yourself leaning into that or was that even conscious?
1: Yeah, it was just, it was kind of unconscious. I think in a way, um, I, I, I was working on this record, um, in a lot of different places. So I guess that also influences the sounds of the record. It was, it was, you know, a lot of it was just recorded in my bedroom um, or in my cabin and all of these places that um, have where I'm most myself, I guess. And in a very like, you know, it's, I feel comfortable. Um, and then, of course, I, I went into the studio here in Iceland and also to upstate New York, where I was working, you know, with Josh Kaufman and Aaron Desner, and And that was really cool because, you know, they brought something like their own thing to it, too. And and all of the people that came and and played and it all had had a huge impact.
2: I'm always a fan of what Aaron especially does and uh, and his place up there in in New York, too. Um, What did you get from working with him? I mean, he's obviously one of the great producers of our time right now. So, you know, what what was your all's process uh, and relationship like?
1: it was really cool cuz you know i'm i'm a massive national fan you know I, I i love them so much so it was really cool when um you know i got a chance to go up there and and hang out and and, and work on these songs together i just you know gained so much from just learning and 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 also like entering the world of, because uh, I've been working with people for such a long time and we have a certain rhythm and it was so cool to go in and work with with someone else. And yeah, also just the way that he produces and stuff, I just think it's really cool.
2: And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies... Welcome back. It's Kyle and Meredith with Nana. So we hear Godzilla as the first single. I, I don't know if you think of it in this way but but that being the first song out of the gates to 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 introduce this whole project, was there something about it that, you know, what did it say? What did it represent um towards the whole project?
1: Um yeah, I I had a really clear idea that I wanted that song to be the first song. Um I think when I was writing it it just it, there was something I think it just sums up the album in in some way where it is a quieter it is like you know there's a lot of space in it but there's also some turns and I think also like lyrically it just represents a lot of what I wanted to say and how I wanted to come out you know out of the gates um yeah and I just like a slower starts you know i like kind of creeping in <laughs> uh, yeah I like, the way,
2: you know, I, I like i like the contrast of that phrase creeping in considering godzilla being you know ideally this huge thing but you know i i think i've read about you know on 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 the web and everything you're talking about how parts of this song was actually inspired by the old godzilla movies yeah. but as you talk about even lyrically you know what did this album need to say
1: Well, like for this song, Godzilla, um, yeah, I was, I was inspired. I was like watching, I was in my cabin and, and I was like binge watching all of these Godzilla movies and just, um, and the thing is like this concept, like of the villain and how, um, how it really depends on who is kind of like, for me watching those movies and seeing how Godzilla is being so destructive, but also you know, and they're like the villain, but also they're just ex- trying to exist. They're just like walking around and their nature, you know, and we're like, Oh, you guy, you know, like you're horrible. But also like Godzilla isn't even really aware of us apart from the fact that we're like trying to kill it, you know, it's just really trying to be <laughs> exist. So I just I was kind of fascinated by that and and um yeah I guess that just spoke to me
2: it made me think of just like how we how we put labels how we identify what is a monster and what isn't a monster and I
1: think it's also like the simplicity sometimes of being like good and bad and you know and and once you kind of start to see things from a you know to shift the perspective a little bit it can just have a huge impact I guess
2: Chris, there's also I mean, it wasn't lost on me. Your first single of this project is a monster. And and I'm sure that is just coincidence of monsters and men. I think, man, what a what a running theme you've got going there.
1: Yeah, it was kind of an accident though. I I realized that too when I also put it out. I'm like, oh oops. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but those moments, you know, the 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 metaphors and, and, and whatnot, I mean, your poetry is so good is what I'm getting to and you know even when I look at like a uh, disaster master you know I, I'm addicted to disasters and, and and such a simple line but you know it speaks for so much more where did that come from like and, and I'm talking about the poetic side of you I, I mean is that was that from when you were I mean what, did you did you write poetry when you were younger where did that side really blossom
1: yeah oh definitely I was always like I was such a hermit kid. <laughs> like, I don't know, I I loved my bedroom when I was a kid and I loved just being in there and drawing and writing stories. Um, and I was definitely always very much in my own world and in my own head. And um, so I guess it does come from there where I just, I like spending time in my own head or something I don't know um and yeah i I guess that comes from there um and i like I like lyrics that don't like you don't immediately maybe understand what you're talking about. There's like a layer to it um I always just kind of gravitate towards that,
2: well, of course, in. I guess that happens all over the record, it makes a little bit sense to, uh, you know, Sputnik, and I'm only even taking the title of it, because that evokes space, which is like the loneliest place that you could be.
1: Yeah, true. But like, Sputnik is also like, it means traveling companion. Um, And I think that's really beautiful, you know, because it's a satellite that just like travels with the earth. And so that's really what the song that song is about, where it's like, um, yeah, like s- somebody who is like traveling traveling through life with you.
2: And we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle and Meredith with Nana. Crybaby. What's the whatever you can tell me about that one? What what is Crybaby? Where does that one come from?
1: Um, Crybaby is so it's a title so the title Crybaby is basically um, I was getting to a point when I was writing the album because it's a very personal album too. Like I am I was kind of trying to figure out a lot of things, and when I was writing that song I was just kind of sick of myself a bit. And so the title is kind of being like, cry baby, you know, you're just like kind of sick, <laughs> a little bit sick of it all. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's what, where that comes from.
2: So by the end of the album, let's mm-hmm. see, am, am I hearing it right? Like you, 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 you're you're singing in Icelandic at that point? Yeah. What was the choice there because otherwise it's it's you know an english album but at the end you take us on that detour
1: yeah i don't know what happened because like i i've always i have written songs in icelandic but i've never like released them and and i find it really hard to write in icelandic it's just um you're so vulnerable and and you it's i feel like it's very easy to get very um cliche in icelandic so I've always avoided it. But for this one, it just happened very naturally. It's just like, because it's a mantra in the end. It's just, you're saying something and um, and you're kind of, um, there's like a landscape to, to the end of the song. I, I feel like, you know, it's, um, there's like a vastness. And to me, reciting those words it just, it just made sense. It just kind of came and, and I loved doing it.
2: It's, it's beautiful. Um, the way it feels, it's interesting to hear you say how vulnerable it feels to do that because you would, I would think that that would be the most, you know, natural thing for you to do. Right. You know, what, what makes it vulnerable?
1: What makes it vulnerable? I guess it's just like with anything, like also when I'm playing in Iceland, playing a show i'm always the most nervous it's always it's just it's so close to home it's like it feels extra real and and with the words too i i think it's somehow i feel less vulnerable even though I'm saying things maybe that are very, very personal and I'm, and I'm saying it in a language that everyone understands, you know, it doesn't really make any sense. I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting too. there's something I feel like lately that's been drawing uh, and I'm speaking about Iceland in the musical context. Like I know Damon Auburn just moved up there not long ago and, and I keep hearing about it a little bit more and more and, and I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's even noticeable. Is it noticeable? Like are you seeing some attraction more than than before? Yeah, than before. I
1: don't know. Maybe everyone was just, you know, after COVID, like, oh, let's go to an island and look like, they're just, <laughs> you know, like um used to this isolation. Like just let's be more isolated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what were you writing about the other day when you posted a picture and you said you were freezing your buns off on a on a Icelandic glacier?
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's my life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if you were like out there shooting a video or something, if that was, that was something.
1: So yeah, it's like, it's the album cover, basically. When we went went up there, we went up there to shoot, um, you know, because I really envisioned for the album, it's called How to Start a Garden. But I want, I like opposites. And I really wanted you to have the feeling of like, there's nothing. Like and you're starting from scratch, how to start a garden, and there's no hope. <laughs> we want no hope. <laughs> and, we want
2: no hope. <laughs>
1: yeah, no hope for us. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we need to go, we need to find the clay. Like we need, need to go up to a glacier, and there's a glacier, Snaifelsjakut, which is this beautiful, beautiful glacier in Snaifelsness, like on a peninsula. And we were driving there and I called like the, the road service, like, oh, it's fine to drive up there, right? And they're like, No, <laughs> it's closed. And I'm like, shit, but well, we need the shots, let's just do it. And we like went up there and you know, like on cars that were not equipped, and got up there, and it was terrifying. And we took the picture and there was like this white out, you know. So we were, you know, just terrified that we could we could get stuck there anyways it was terrifying we got the picture we're alive um no hope (laughs) no hope
2: you know i gotta tell you over here especially in america far away from glaciers of course we hear about a lot but it's in the environmental news and all we hear about is they're melting and we think but maybe there's hope and now i've got someone on the ground next to them going you've got no hope it's all over
1: (laughs) Uh oh That's horrible. No, I don't want to be the ambassador for like, no hope. (laughs) No, there's hope. Um, But not on, no, I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I won't put that on your shoulders, but I'm also going to spend the rest of my day just Ooh, doing that little move right there. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that. Um it is a beautiful album. And as you mentioned, you know, it's you know kind of dual purpose you're still, you know, a monsters of men still doing thing. You guys have tour dates coming up this year. Does it feel like you're sort of um um you know working two things at the moment?
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like that. Um it's it's great though. Like I I like I just i like I like this i li- I like putting out music and writing music, so the more that I can do, it, the better. but I'm definitely trying to find the balance right now.
2: well, I appreciate your suffering for your arts for us <laughs> um whether it's uh you know working yourself then or um or you know freezing your buns off on a glacier uh <laughs> for just a photo. Um, this is such a beautiful record. It really is. Even in its absence of hope, I, I've so enjoyed listening to it.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I shouldn't have said that. That's horrible.
2: <laughs> it only adds an extra layer that I'm going to enjoy digging into it, really. Uh, Nana, thank you so much for, uh, for for doing what you do. And thank you for taking the time to talk about it today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
2: And my thanks, Nana. The uh, new album is called How to Start a Garden. And thanks to you for checking out the episode and the series. Uh, I do hope, again, you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with uh, all the interviews. Three brand new interviews a week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, delivered straight to you from the usual podcast places, including iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with, and then head over to WFPK.org where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news, and you can catch me on the social media spots as well, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith, so do hope you like and follow along, and that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
1: Consequence Podcast Network. Like here, we just pronounce everything very harshly. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org, from
0: Louisville Public Media.